0: Only real music's gonna last. All that other bullshit is
1: here today and gone tomorrow. Hello, hello, and welcome to the seventh episode of A Word with Flow. Thank you so much for hitting play. I'm so happy you could be here. If you've hit play, I want to say thank you so much for your patience. This episode has been a long time coming. So just jumping straight into our check-in, it's been a long time since November. The time between November and December moves so fast for me, it happens every year and every year I am still surprised. This one was particularly special because I graduated from my master's degree. That journey was surreal, man. It started with a mountain of self-doubt and a vague idea of how I wanted to come out of that experience. And it ended with growing confidence in myself and my abilities, a clear vision for the future and a network of like-minded, passionate and driven people. I'm so grateful. One thing I did notice that I wanted to share was I didn't really feel like celebrating this milestone. It didn't feel like a big milestone or achieving a goal. Something felt missing. I'd like to blame it on COVID and not being able to celebrate in person with friends and family. We had a Zoom call for our graduation, but I really can't. This was all me taking a few steps back after a massive jump forward. If I do a little bit more self-diagnosis, I know that celebrating little wins has always been a challenge. Well, this is the year I get over that. All I know is that this year, I want it to be different. I need this year to be different. And it's already showing the signs. Here's a tip. It's always you versus you in the sense that you can only compare yourself to the person you used to be, nothing else. That comparison makes me feel like the whole of last year was a victory. I strive to new heights and I challenge myself to learn how to be better. Don't get me wrong. I lost some battles, some pretty painful ones. But now we're in 2022, and I know I've won the war against last year's version of me. This year, I'm praying for the clutch gene. Wait, let me explain.
0: With the game on the line, one shot, who would you rather have taking it? Iggy or Curry? Of everyone on Golden State, open shot, fate of the universe on the line, or the Martians have the death beam pointed at Earth, you better hit it. I want Iguodala.
1: Okay, that one's mostly for me. But the point is, I want to have as much faith in myself as Max Kellerman has in Andre Iguodala. What I wish for in this year of the Lord 2022 is the discipline and stillness not to be confused as stillness required to fulfill my dreams and let the church say. Zooming out, some stories out of Africa have caught my attention from the last few months of 2020. Jesus College at the University of Cambridge became the first UK institution to restitute a Benin bronze to Nigeria. The bronze cockerel, known as Okuko, was given to the college by the father of a student in 1905. An internal working group reviewing the college's historic ties to slavery and colonial violence concluded that there is no doubt Okuko was looted directly from the Royal Court of Benin by British colonial forces in 1897, just eight years before the gift. Welcome home, Okuko. Of course, officials at the University of Cambridge patted themselves on the back for being the first institution to right a wrong. Representatives from Nigeria's National Commission of Museums and Monuments, I am so pleased and so shocked to learn that we have one. Those officials feel confident that they can return back to Cambridge to get other Benin bronzes that are still under review. If I was running that department, the following would be my mood.
0: Dear Santa, you are a bitch nigga. Wait, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. Dear Santa, you are a bitch ass nigga. I heard the mall is hiring extra security to protect you. That's a bitch move, Santa. I'm coming for that ass again until you pay what you owe. Sincerely yours, the Santa Santa.
1: For over 90 days, an oil spill has decimated the livelihood of residents in the Niger Delta region of Nigeria. According to Nigeria's Ministry of Environment, there have been approximately 5,000 documented cases of oil spillage in the last six years alone. Minister Sharon Ikezo has compared the pollution scene to Hiroshima in Japan after the World War II atomic bombing and she has called for a review of the law which governs these kinds of things. After visiting the scene in late November 2020, State Governor Doye Diri likened the situation to the Gulf of Mexico incident in 2010. That incident is widely considered to be the largest marine oil spill in history. Does something about these two comparisons alarm you? So, who can do something about this? In Nigeria, the federal government is required to have a majority stake in joint ventures with oil companies that operate in the country and are also tasked with running day-to-day operations. The company, ATO Eastern Exploration and Production, also culpable for this devastating spill, has tried to calm protesters. In response to what could have been a major environmental disaster, AiTel says it has since mobilized containment resources to limit impact on the environment. In spite of this, there are growing concerns about the company seeking to cover up the extent of the oil spill and the damage it has caused. That particular well has about 80 or 85 percent gas and just about maybe 15 percent crude. crude. And if you you are familiar with uh, oil production, you'll know that uh, when an incident like this happens, um, the gas is the one that is really escaping. But in the process of escaping from underneath, uh, because it is lighter, it, it pushes a bit of the, the crude around it along with it. That is why you see today, the, this particular incident has not produced much uh, crude oil in the environment. Uh, you know, it is, the crude oil that is coming out has been easily contained by what we call the boom. Ah, the boom, of course. Do you believe this guy? And finally, my word flow for this week is on silence. In a number of areas in my life, I find myself silent. Surprisingly so, because I can't seem to shut up about other aspects of my life. Silence has a power, both good and bad. By its nature, silence can be peaceful with its own beauty. Don't believe me? Go out into nature and try to find some silence. I wanted some help breaking down the power of silence. So here are some thoughts from two beautiful people. Um, yeah, let me just get this shit ready. Okay. Silence is processing time. Silence is centering. It is still, it is calmness. Silence is loud. Silence is a weapon. Silence is a paradox. Silence is kindness. Silence is violence. Depending on context and interpretations, it could be a beautiful thing and it can also be a sad thing. Yeah. Breaking silence, in contrast, is destructive. So when to be silent and when to be outspoken is a decision that requires much thought. For me, this carries a heavy weight.
0: Silence, in many ways, um, can be destructive. You know, not speaking out, not saying things, not voicing your opinion. But I've also, I've had an experience where silence has aided me and and, and he, uh, he healed certain certain aspects of my life having two strong powerful opinionated like uh stubborn at times people um can lead to chaos right and speaking up and saying what you believe is not necessarily the right thing to do, which is what i've realized I do believe that there is power i've found in holding back and watching and observing and allowing other people to feel like they've, they've been heard. And I realize that sometimes people want that that's, that's actually sometimes all they want is just to be heard and the room to hear. And if you give up your power, it's not like you're giving up any power. You're actually gaining power by sitting back and being the observer and the listener. You know, I don't believe in not saying anything, um, in terms of like, wrong situations. I don't believe being a bystander. That's not what I'm saying. But you know, I think important situations you have to stick up for for certain things. You have to voice your opinion, you know, but really ask yourself, is this moment right now a moment where I need to speak up? Is this? Do I really need my opinion to be heard? And then check with your own ego. And I think the ego is a big part of whether or not we should be speaking. And, you know, if you can acknowledge your ego and go, hmm, this is my ego. Actually, I don't need to say anything about this.
1: So after all that, when is it right to speak up? and break my silence. To help me make sense of it, I've been asking three questions. Are you seeking to heal or to hurt? Will this build on or destroy a moment? And lastly, is this about my ego or about giving others a relief? This has been A Word With Flow. If you like what you heard. Please share it with a friend. You know we all love cool shit. You can find the show on Instagram at a word with flow. And you can find me on Twitter at ShipwreckFlow. Stay blessed, and I'll catch you on the next one.